Hello and welcome to the Eating 1871 podcast with me, Jeremy Inson. I'm talking to the people involved and bringing you all the news from Eating Trailfinders Amateur Men's Section. I hope you enjoy the show. The guest in today's pod is a very happy man. And if you're wondering why, this is going to be a clue as to why he's very happy. Valleysway's favourite Ulsterman, Mr. Ben Parkinson. Ben, how are you tonight? Very well. How are you, Jez? Very well. Good to have you there. But you, uh, your season's done, you were telling me. Yes, yeah. Ruptured a tendon in my finger uh, in the last game of the season. So, good timing. Um, just an elaborate ploy to get out of pre-season. And, of course, you've got to try that as well, that match. I did, yeah. yeah. 21-15... Yeah, yeah, we were uh, we brought it close to the wire. We went fifteen nil down at half time. Um, we really needed the hairdryer treatment to get us picked up, um, and rightfully so. So yeah, we we started to switch on in the second half, and fortunately got over the line towards the end. And uh, of course, yeah, what was Perth like at half time? He didn't have been too happy. No, he was he was calm and collected. He was clear in his message that we were not playing well. Uh, words to that effect. Um, and we just needed to improve. So we had a kind of next three minutes, this is what we're going to do um, and just be better, really. Was it Eddie Beck who was the man who uh, was a bit more forceful in some of his, uh, his, his phrasing? Well, Eddie, Eddie was good. He was my centre partnership, actually, and he was melting boys in the second half. So he led, led by example, definitely. Good, good leadership trait to have. Because that's the season done. We finish, are we third? Are we, are we yep, back? finish third. So outside the promotion zone. Unfortunately. But still, how do you sum up the season, the league season? The, the cup's still to come, isn't it? The cup is still to come, yeah. That starts on the 1st of April. We just got our, our draw to Millwall away. So, so we'll see what that brings. Um, Summarise the league campaign. Uh, highs and lows. Highs and lows. It's, it's, a weird, it's a weird league because some of the teams are very, very competitive and then uh, some of the teams aren't. So if you fall at the wrong time with the injuries and you come up against the good teams, um, you're going to struggle. Um, and we, we came close a couple of times, um, but ultimately a couple of bad performances is what shot us in the foot. Still lessons to learn for next season? Definitely, definitely. I think we know um, how to switch on a bit more. We've had a couple of those big games. Now, now we were we put ourselves in the position where the matches were going to be difficult towards the end. There was a lot of pressure on them. We don't usually have that pressure. Um, and I mean, the, maybe that last game against Barnet was a good example that we weren't in the game at halftime at all, but we managed to start sparking and turn it round. Um, would it, we have done that last year? I don't know. Would we have crumbled? Maybe. Um, but yeah, we can only do what we can do, so... Onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. Uh, the cup and, of course, 1st of April, Millwall away. Yep. Down the East End. Of course, we just, uh, just hearing the music, Ireland's Call, cool, the, uh, mm. the rugby anthem of, of the IRFU and Irish rugby. Um, yeah, where were you watching on Saturday? Because it, uh, it must have been some celebrations. Yeah, we were, we, a couple of the lads from the club, we had a, we had a house crawl instead of a bar crawl. Um, 
a lot of us are a bit rugby noses and we were, were worried about TV, TV angles, TV sounds. Um, the only downside of it was I was obviously the only Irish person there. Um, so without saying anything, I was just getting dogs abuse. But nothing outside of the ordinary. I'm sure I would have faced it in the pub as well. So. It's still part of the fun. It, it is when we win. <laughs> there you go. You said it all. Winners don't have to explain it. Yeah. And Friday, St. Patrick's Day, where were you? Uh, how were you celebrating your National, National Saints Day? Um, not super traditional, uh, but uh, we went. Our good friend David Niven um, invited us to a BYOB curry night. Um, so plenty of drinks to be had, maybe in a non-traditional way. But I was conscious Super Saturday the following day, so we had to take it somewhat easy. Exactly, it's a marathon or a sprint. Yes, just right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good one. And now, obviously, you're an Ulsterman. Mm -hmm. uh, Henderson wasn't playing, so not. No. That was the one Ulsterman not there, unfortunately. But how did what? Where did you learn your rugby back home? Which part of Ulster were you from? And who was your club? Who was your school? And, and where did you learn your rugby? Yeah, so I'm from Fermanagh, the far west of Northern Ireland, uh, if people know it. Um, it's more sort of towards the rural side. Um, and I started in my minis in Enniskillen Rugby Club. Um, played through there until secondary school, and then I went to Petora, uh, was the name of the school. And um, rugby is one of the main sports there. So just carried it on through there. Um, so Saturday school, Sunday club? Um, no, because we, we used to play our club games on Saturdays as well. So it was it was one or the other. Yeah. Anyone yeah. famous uh, come through that those routes in the skilling or the name of the school again? Petora. Any, any, anyone famous from those two? Yeah, well, not so much rugby. Well, actually, Robert Balakun, um, new into the Irish setup. He's uh, He was a couple of years below us and he was very good. Obviously, still is. Um, but more famous, you've got people like Samuel Beckett, Oscar Wilde. So not in the rugby sphere. <laughs> Apparently good cricketers, Samuel Beckett. But uh, that's, that's all we've got links more to. Well, yeah. Still not bad ones. Not bad ones. And a lot's been talked about the system being the Irish system. And the success being very much about mm -hmm. Leinster, the schools, clubs, through into the, the province and, then, and beyond. Um, How does that match up with Ulster? Is it a similar setup? Good question. I, I don't really know the answer. I mean, I know that the IRFU have a lot of say in games, but I mean, I'm not involved in that setup. Um, it seems to work well. I guess from an Ulster fan perspective, you feel like all the Leinster boys get an easier shot, but when they're top of the world winning Grand Slams, I don't think anyone can argue with the system right now. It seems to be working well. And the anthem. Now, I know that some people aren't keen on it. What's your view of the uh, island's call? Look, I was a rugby fan long before I understood any form of politics. I mean, I don't really understand it now either. Um, but well, many people do. Yeah, yeah, no one does. But um, I get up and sing it. And so does the person stood beside me, whoever they are, tends to sing it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know the, the words to the, the Irish national anthem that comes beforehand. Um, but Ireland's called, everyone knows it. In fact, our old school used to have a very cringy Petora's call, um, which was great when you were a kid, but then when you look back at some of the videos, like, oh no, you can see the parents cringing in the background. I think at that age, everyone has those type of videos. Just yeah. Different things. Yeah. You're listening to the Ealing 1871 podcast. Be green! Sticking with Ulster, of course, um, a bit of a revival in the, in, the, um, in the arts, if you like. 
Line of Duty, Ted Hastings, <laughs> Dairy Girls. Uh, I put Ulster on the you know Ulster on the map. Have you, has there been a bit more of a recognition of it? Is there sort of from what you can see of the way it's it's been? Have you heard people peppering their language with a yeah, yellow and that type of stuff? More people maybe latch on to words I say and have a have another laugh. I'm like, great, here we go again. Um, but no, I think. I don't really pay much attention to it. Game of Thrones, you see a lot of people caring about. What brought you down here in the first place? So you, you were serving, was, am I right in thinking you were still in the army at the time, or had you left by then? Yeah, no. Uh, which, which, which regiment was going from there? Uh, so I was in the Royal Signals, so, uh, but I was actually moving to Purbright, which is the army training center, where people come and do their basic training if you're in a corps. Um, and I was working there, uh, and basically I'd kind of done a couple of deployments and. The, the boss at home, she said, right, we're living together now. Um, so I said, okay. So it was either leave the army or try to find a job that we could live together. So I was like, don't leave the army. Um, so we just basically looked at the map, seen how she could commute into central London and how I could get to work. Um, and that's just landed kneeling. Glad you did. Yeah, yeah, no, it's worked well, worked well. Just, yeah. And, then... and what season is this for you, the season number? Two, two, yeah, July 21 was my first. And the army's, you've, army's in the rearview mirror. It is, it is, yep. Yeah. How, how long were you there for and, and what type of action did you see? Uh, if any that, at all. Not that much. Uh, the deployments were, I went to East Africa and Oman. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't, action's probably not the right word for them. But no, it was it was good, enjoyable time. I, I actually went to boarding school to join the army when I was 16. So that's what brought me to England in the first place. Um, so I mean, I've had people shouting at me for, for a long time. Um, but yeah, no, just time to sort of get a grown up job now. We've settled here. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ruggers. Um, yeah, so moving on. And the hand, just before we uh, wrap up the hand, how long are we going to be out for? Are you back in time for the sevens or is, that, is it going to be next season? Yeah, um, well, it's a good decision for me to make if I want to play sevens or not. So I'll, I'll try. I, sh I will be fit enough hand-wise, but whether I'm cardiovascularly fit enough, I, I'm not sure. Yet to see. Yet to see. Help, uh, help Tim Hitchcock out on the side. Tim, yeah, no, Tim. His assistant manager. Tim, that? yeah, Tim. No, Tim was pro manager through and through, and he was feeding us bell tongue before games. I was like, I'm not sure this is. The, the correct thing, but we all latched on to it. He, he's good good for morale, definitely. He hasn't, he hasn't tapped you out to be an uh, assistant yet. No, he's, he's got me playing, running, running ragged for him. And he gives you good advice, like, keep going. Yeah, Just don't go. stop. Uh, and anyone listening to this who's wondering about coming down to Reeling, as you perhaps did, uh, what can you tell them that might twist their arm to make that step and come down the Valley's way? It is just the best decision to make. There is rugby for everyone. If you want to take it serious, you can take it serious. If you want to have a good social, have a good social. Um, we're going to Amsterdam, Amsterdam this year on tour. We've got socials lots week in, week out. Um, we, we enjoy our rugby. Great group of lads from all over London. Um, and yeah, we really encourage it being about I'd say almost 10 new people have turned up this season and they've all seemed to stay. So something's going right. Um, come, and, come and join. Join the fun. Join the fun. Ireland Rugby World Cup in this 2023? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> What's the odds? What's the odds? Yeah, yeah. Shorter every day. Shorter yeah. Every day. yeah. Well, Ben, let's see what happens in the, in the autumn. And thank you very much. And good luck with the recovery. Cheers, Jez.
Thanks for listening. Join us again next time. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all the usual social channels. And remember, bleed green. Bleed green.